Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Rotato Podcast. Today's show is part two of our special two-part NFL preview episode. Lucas and I are going to break down the NFC conference. We're going to give our thoughts on how the teams are going to look this season, who we think will win the divisions and who will make the playoffs, our Super Bowl picks, who will win the league MVP, and we're also going to give a hot take, which I'm sure is probably not going to pan out by the years then. So, after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to part two of our special NFL preview episode. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be previewing the NFC. Uh, be sure to listen to part one to get our thoughts and our predictions on the AFC. Joining me, as always, is Lucas, who has the world's, what's your shirt say, the world's coolest dad or greatest dad? Coolest dad. Uh, I got this from my daughter, so it must be true. Okay, yeah. I'm my, I've got a shirt kind of similar to that my kids got for me. It's like, hey, you're the... the you're the all right dad or uh, world's most mediocre dad. I'm like, all right, I guess better than nothing, I guess. Fair to Midland. Yeah. <laughs> he all right. <laughs> he does his thing. It's cool. It's yeah. Cool. Um, uh, be uh, warned, those of you listening tonight, you're probably going to hear some uh, background noise. I know on the episode we did Monday, my dog who's dealing with some health issues, I thought I was going to hack a, a lung out here. Right next to me while I was recording, uh, Lucas tonight has a snoring dog and a wide awake. How old is your daughter now? Three uh, months old? Three months. Yeah, three months old. Yeah, Lucas gave her a little bit of rub some cocaine on her lips, and now she's <laughs> wide awake talking about. That's not true. Talking CPS about. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> she's told Lucas that she wants to move to Hollywood and become an actress one day. <laughs> that part is actually true. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, needless to say, if you hear some background noise, that's what it is. A child, a snoring dog, and maybe a dog perhaps coughing up along. Who knows? Sounded like uh, the ants from uh, the aunts from The Simpsons. Oh, Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma. I could, couldn't think of their names at first. Yeah. I, I don't know if Marley's got that deep baritone rumble <laughs> that they do, but I don't know. All right, well, hey, are you ready to preview the NFC? Let's do it. You I, saw my notes. I'm like, I'm yeah, fully I was going to say, you, are, you have devoted some time into this. This looks like the William Somerset Research Corner, the notes you prepared. Yeah. Um, I figure we're going to do something a little different on this episode compared to what we did on the episode the other day. I think us guessing the win totals, I think we both of us kind of got tripped up and couldn't keep track of them after a while, so... It's just because we suck at math. Yeah, we're just going to, on the predictions, just lay down who's going to finish in what position in the division. Don't worry about win totals. Sound, sound pretty good? Sounds pretty good. All right. Well, to kick things off, pun intended, uh, we're going to dive into the NFC East. Um, so what's your thoughts on the NFC East this year? So I actually have... Um, I know that we're not doing records, but I actually have a surprising take on this because uh, I believe you said that we're going to lay out our playoffs as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually think in the NFC East, uh, the Cowboys are going to be an absolute uh, surprise. I'm not sure if my daughter agrees with me. It's hard to tell right now if you can hear her, but um, I think the Cowboys are going to be a surprise two seed overall. 
in the NFC. I think they're going to be really, really good this year. Okay. Um, so obviously I think they take that division. Uh, it really, it, it kind of really depends on how Dak goes though. Mm-hmm. He's got to stay healthy. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is, is not as essential, but you need him healthy as well. You got to have a good run game to take the pressure off of Zach, uh, Dak. Well, Tony Pollard was a revelation for them last year too, where I personally think, cause I know Zeke was dealing with a knee injury last year, but I was of the belief after, I don't know, probably about week, week 11 is like, give Pollard the ball. Just let him run with it for a while. Let Zeke get healthy. But I don't know, they were being stubborn with Zeke and it was, I don't know, they just kept putting him in there when they should just let him get healthy. You have a more incompetent backup right there. Yeah, I mean, you could have a great one-two punch going on over there. I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of what they do going forward is you're going to see more of a split carry scenario in that backfield where Zeke's not getting the ball 20-plus times a game now where you're going to see Pollard get quite a bit of run too, so... Yeah, so that's that's my uh, that's my bold prediction of, of really like the the whole NFC. Um, I think uh, yeah, like I said, Dak. As long as he stays healthy, they're going to be good. Um, the Eagles uh, they picked up a great wide receiver um, in Brown. Last name Brown, right? Yep, and they got AJ Brown from the Titans. AJ Brown. That's yeah. Sorry, I get. I get confused on because there's two. Hey, you know what though? Are... We talked about the Browns not having any wide receivers the other night, and I completely forgot they got Amari Cooper from Dallas. So hey, you're cool, man. We <laughs> all fuck Browns up fan. once or twice. <laughs> um, so I think that helps them. Um, I think the Eagles could make the playoffs as a wild card. Um, once again, kind of like it's it's a it's a theme with me. It's kind of how the uh, quarterback goes. So. Mm-hmm how Jalen Hurts progresses this year will really determine where Philadelphia goes this year. Well, I think for uh, him, this is, has to be his make-or-break season. It's like, okay, either you get better or the Eagles are going to have to look elsewhere because right. there's really no excuse for him not to take the next step forward. They got him an elite wide out. I personally think the Eagles are going to the playoffs. I think – well, I'll get into my thoughts here in a minute. But, yeah, I think – that Jalen Hurts has to prove that he deserves to be the starter or else I think Philadelphia is starting over next year. I mean, they've got the draft capital, so, I mean, it's not going to be a huge hit, but, I mean, he's this has to be it for him. Yeah, and I, I think he'll probably come through. Okay. Um, and then you have uh, Washington and New York. Um, <laughs> they're kind of poo, especially Washington from, like, the owner down. The owner is kind of a joke, really. Dan Snyder, you should not own the team. Um, all the sexual harassment allegations, the regular harassment allegations, everything going on in that. Plus, their uh, stadium they need to fix the the plumbing. Apparently, <laughs> the uh, the plumbing is bursting in the uh, the suites, and there's shit literally leaking <laughs> yeah. on people. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. And that, that statement's pretty old, though, isn't it? Mm-mm, not that old. No? FedEx mm-hmm. Field? Well. It's probably 20. I mean, compared to some of the other stadiums in the league, I think it's like 20-something years old. Hold on, dude. She's crying. That's It's okay, man. Well, I tell you what. I'll go ahead and give my uh, my thoughts here real quick while you're tending to the child. 
No, um, I think personally, I think the NFC East boils down to the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think realistically, it really depends on whether Dak playing last year during the, the playoff game against the 49ers was kind of an anomaly or whether that's kind of a trend, what we're going to see from him going forward where he's just kind of inconsistent. Uh, they do need help with wide receivers outside of C.D. Lamb. Uh, Michael Gallup won't be back for a little while yet, so it's really hard to see whether they get uh, any receiving help after uh, Lamb and Dalton Schultz, who took a big step forward. Um, the Eagles, like I said earlier, I think it really depends on Jalen Hurts, how well he progresses. He could be, you know, Lucas has said on uh, this show that he doesn't think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, which I, I've disagreed. And this is the proof that you can be a good runner and still not be a great quarterback. I think Lamar Jackson kind of dispels the notion that he's a, a bad quarterback just by how well Baltimore plays with him being an elite athlete back there too. Um, I think Washington uh, – Losing uh, some help on the offensive line and getting Carson Wentz. I think this is a recipe for disaster. I think that he'll be an upgrade over uh, uh, Heineke. They still got some great weapons. They got Terry McLaren. They've got Antonio Gibson. Uh, they did have the running back Robinson, which unfortunately he did uh, get wounded during a robbery attempt earlier this week, and I had read reports that he was going to take over as the starting running back for Washington. But it looks like that's going to be put on hold for a while. Um, the Giants, on the other hand, I think – I still think they're a few years away. I mean, I really liked what they did with their draft class this year. I uh, got a new coach in Brian Dayball who ran the Buffalo Bills system for a while. Uh, but Daniel Jones, I'm just not sold on him as a, a good quarterback. Uh, Saquon Barkley, hey, welcome back. Hello, hello. Um, I just was kind of giving my quick uh, rundown of the uh, the conference. I basically I said that I think that the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be the ones that are going to be fighting for the division. Uh, Washington, uh, I think losing a couple key members of the offensive line on top of Carson Wentz, who is essentially a train wreck waiting to happen every play. It's amazing how he, how far off he's fallen. <laughs> well, I think that's what ran him out of Washington, and that's what kind of – well, that is what got him ran out of uh, Indianapolis is the fact that he doesn't know like, – I commend him for trying to make the big play every play, but there's times where just take the sack. Yeah. It's not worth it. Um, but he's I, been in the I, league long enough to know that, too. Yeah, it seems like he's really, when he had that uh, the MVP year before he got hurt, I think he really regressed after that because he was looking like he was going to be like the next big quarterback prospect for a long time, and then all of a sudden he got hurt, and it's kind of been in a nosedive ever since. Yeah, it's he, he's regressed instead of progressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, going uh, talking about the Giants, too. I think the Giants, I think they're a few years away. Uh, they did hire Brian Dayball, who was the coordinator for Buffalo, who orchestrated that, that offense. I think that if, considering what he did with uh, Josh Allen, 
Mm-hmm. I, I personally, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to make the leap from being Daniel Jones to anywhere close to Josh Allen. Um, I do like what they did in the, this year's draft with their first draft picks, getting Thibodeau and uh, the offensive lineman from Alabama, right? Uh, what is his name? Yeah, I I forget who they his name offhand, but they got the offensive tackle from uh, Neil. Yeah, Evan uh, Neal. Yeah, okay. Um, I like what they did, but I I think that they're still a few years away. Uh, I I love watching Saquon Barkley play. I think he's a hell of a prospect, hell of a running back, but like the dude just can't stay healthy, and I I think they've got too many holes to get fixed to be a legitimate contender. I don't think they're the worst team in the, the conference, but they're not going to the playoffs. No, and uh, yeah, the worst uh, the worst team in the conference we'll get to. But uh, yeah, I think the way I see it shaking out is I think, like I said, I think Cowboys are going to be a surprising deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, slightly different than you. I don't think that they're going to compete with the Eagles for the division. I think they're going to run away with it. Um. And I think on it, I actually think they're going to win all six games in that conference. Or um, in that well, division. The, the big thing with the Cowboys though is uh, they are lacking depth at receiver. Um, Michael Gallup, they resigned him instead of keeping Amari Cooper, and now it's looking like Gallup won't be ready for the start of the season. Uh, they they traded for the James Washington from. Uh, the Steelers, he tears his ACL in camp, so now they're down him. So essentially, it's Dak has Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb, who I think CeeDee's going to take a huge step forward this year and be one of the like top guys in the NFL. But I think that could be something that holds them back a little bit too. It could be. Um, but also, if they – if they change up their style a little bit and they go completely run heavy, kind of like how Cleveland did when they made their playoff run Mm -hmm. where it was just run, 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 and just have to have a quarterback make enough plays. Well, I I mean, that's not Dak's style. And I know that's not the style, but if you don't have receivers then you got to kind of adapt to what you have. So, um, I think they've got receivers. I just don't think that like they've got a huge, it's kind of like the problem Cleveland has. Although, I would take C.D. Lamb over Amari Cooper as my number one, but I think you know Dalton Schultz is a great tight end. I would take him over Najoku, but like they don't have anybody to be a compliment, unless this is where Tony Pollard comes into play, where they're going to be running like two wide running back sets out of the backfield. They're going to incorporate a lot more Tony Pollard as a receiver to kind of utilize him in the early going too. So I could also see him making that kind of adjustment as well. Um, then I have uh, the Eagles making the playoffs, being the second team mm-hmm. as a wild card. Um, then I have uh, Washington and then finally New York. Yeah, I, I think Washington. Or, I mean, New York, New York and then Washington. Sorry. Let's see, I, think, I think New York's going to be a little bit better than Washington. I think Washington is a fucking train wreck. Uh, you know, like, I, I don't think they're a train wreck. I mean, they've got a hell of a good coach. I think Ron Rivera is a very good coach. And considering how they were in contention for a playoff spot 
with a guy who I think he was from the XFL. I think, yeah, I think I can't keep track. Who knows? There's like so many different football leagues now. Yeah. I mean, they've got some good weapons too. I mean, they've got Terry McLaren. Yeah. Gibson is back. Um, I was saying when you were gone for a minute that, uh, they had speculated that Brian Robinson was actually going to steal the, the running back job from Gibson, but he got uh, mugged the other day and got wounded. So he's yeah, going to be out for a while now. A bunch yeah. of times. I guess it wasn't life-threatening, but, I mean, they're not given a time frame on when he's coming back. See, the thing with the Giants, though, is the Giants still have a ton of problems. I mean, there was speculation Kenny Galladay was going to get cut. And he's supposed to be their number one receiver. Can't trust Saquon to be healthy. I don't think Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. He flashes uh, potential at times, but I just think he's just too inconsistent, and I think it's too late to make any kind of significant change. Yeah. Um, But I'm going Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, which that's weird to say too. It is. And the Giants will finish in last. So we're similar, but just we're flip flopping three and four. Yeah, I mean three it, and three and four is going to probably be pretty bad anyway. So I could see Washington being like a like a seven and ten type of team. I mean, they're going to be playing the Giants at least twice. So there's two wins right there. So yeah. So I I, I could see them as like a seven and ten t- team maybe. Sneakily be eight and nine, but we're not speculating on records because we knew how much of a shit show that was the other night. <laughs> yeah, o- only because of math. Right, mathing. Um, now it takes us to the uh, NFC North, which I think is an interesting conference this year. Um, we start off with uh, Green Bay, the returning champions of the division. Uh, Aaron Rodgers decided after uh, a lot of speculation whether he was going to come back to Green Bay whether he was going to retire, whether he was going to get traded. He comes back, signs a massive contract extension, and then a week later loses his top target, arguably one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. So they go into the offseason with some question marks at uh, wide receiver. But during the draft, they improve their defense. And I personally think that on paper, Green Bay has the best defense in the league this year. They definitely have one of the better ones, that's for sure. And, um, uh, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, even though he's been extremely frustrated, uh, he gave an interview where he said that he felt bad for uh, – the name just left my head. But he felt bad for the backup because the receivers were so bad. Yeah. So when you have that – when you have him and you have a defense, you always have a chance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's basically it's a point of whether these guys that they got, uh, they got his name was uh, Dotson in the second round this year. They picked up Sammy Watkins uh, on the free agent market. They're bringing back Alan Lazard, who is a veteran of that system too. I mean, I think Green Bay still wins this division just because I think the other teams in the division are lacking a lot of talent on one side of the ball or the other. And I think when you do have Aaron Rodgers, you do have that tremendous defense. Plus, Green Bay still has a terrific running game, too. I mean, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones could be starters on probably 20 teams. 
in the NFL, but they're going to be splitting carries out of the backfield. So I think Green Bay is going to be okay, especially with the defense and the fact that I personally, you, they're probably going to at least get five wins out of this division. Maybe they sweep it. Uh, I don't know. it Because Minnesota's defense wasn't bad last year. No, Minnesota's defense was horrible last year. They weren't bad. Well, they were horrible last year. They they got better, though, as it went on. And th- they – I looked it up. They were – I think they were minus one in point differential, which, you know, that's not – you want your defense to be plus. Mm-hmm. But if they can just improve ever so slightly – They'll be a lot, you know, they'll be a lot better. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins may not be handcuffed as much this year either. I mean, it's for him, it's like throw. they were telling him to throw the ball five yards or less almost every single time. Um, well, yeah, they, they did hire a new coach. They got the very vanilla Mike Zimmer, who I liked as a coach, but I don't think he really fits in too much with today's scheme. He was replaced by Kevin O'Connell, who is uh, from the Rams tree, which now the Rams coaching tree seems to be kind of like the new hip uh, place to get coaches. Uh, for a while there was Holmgren and his Green Bay staff, and then obviously Belichick seems like every coach that's came through his system has been a head coach at one point or another. Now Sean McVay's coaching staff seems to be getting more and more play as coaches too. I mean, I do like the Vikings. I think they could be a dark horse to get into the playoffs. I mean, you can't count out having who I think is probably one of the four or five best receivers in the league in Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook is still a monster in that backfield. I think that it's going to open up some stuff. I think they're going to be a scary team on the offensive side of the ball, but I just don't see any kind of anything that they did in the offseason that's going to tell me that their defense is going to be an improvement. Okay. Well, I mean, we, uh, I, I'm just going mostly by what I read anyway. So you would know much better than I would. Uh, like I told you, I, I researched, uh, about four websites trying to find, you know, good info, um, that I could use. Um, from what I saw from their defense, you said they were horrible. Uh, what I read, they weren't horrible, but they just weren't there yet. Um, well, they, so. they have a lot of guys that are either too young and they're still developing or they're too old and they're past their prime. They don't have a nice oh. mix. Yeah. You need that You need that nice mix. Uh, oh. The next team in the division that I was going to talk about is the Detroit Lions. Oh, MCDC. Go right ahead. <laughs> uh, I think that the Detroit Lions are going to be very much improved this year. Oh, so do I. I don't think they make the playoffs. No, I, I don't think they do either. Um, but I do think that they are much, much better. I think they're a year away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, the ownership needs to be patient because, you know, after watching uh, Hard Knocks, the coaching staff is full of veteran players, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just – the the way that that head coach is, there's no way that this team doesn't want to run through a wall for him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think they're a year away from being a playoff team, but I think that they are much much improved. I think so too. Um, 
like I said, I, I don't think they're, uh, I think if everything goes right for Detroit, I think they creep up to either 500. Well, you can't be 500. I, I'm so used to being on that 16 game schedule now. Yeah. I think, I they'll, think they'll be a one game above 500. Yeah. I think they're closing in on being just, you know, either like nine and eight or eight and nine. That's like the best case scenario. Um, I'm still not completely sold on Jared Goff being like a quarterback. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to be a much better team. I know I'm going to be rooting for, for them just by watching hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> I am such a Dan Campbell dude. Um, I do like their coaching staff. It seems like, I, I don't know. I don't watch enough of the behind the scenes stuff. So you don't really get to know the coaches. That's one of the things I love about hard knocks is you get a chance to see some of these guys interact with their players. And I mean, you said Dan Campbell has these guys like it's like he legitimately loves his his team and you know that's what I like to see and I I think that sometimes if you're deficient in the talent department you can make up with in determination and being well coached and things like that so yeah I think they're going to be a much better team this year yeah I agree uh and then the last team in the division the Chicago Bears um they're projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, actually, I think, <laughs> I think the NFC has uh, two legitimate contenders for the worst team in the league. But we'll talk about yep. that in a minute. Uh, they could have three, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Justin Fields has the opportunity to be somebody special, but he has no line. I mean, he he just has no help. <laughs> yeah, I, I read a, dead, a yeah has no he's a uh, dead fish out there. I read a story where he said that he he had better receivers at Ohio State than he does on the Chicago Bears, which I mean That's, is well, kind of sad, <laughs> but yet it also shows you how great the talent pool is at Ohio State year in and year out too. But um, they've got a new coach this year. They got rid of Matt Nagy. Um, so the that whole front and I think yeah they fired their GM too. Um, so yeah, I mean it's basically they're in a rebuild right now. And I, I mean I am surprised Matt Nagy lasted as long as he did. Um, but he they pretty much gutted that team, and I mean they traded their best defensive player a couple of years ago, and nothing came out of those draft picks. Their best defensive player now wants out. Yeah, it's that. It's unfortunate. The Bears used to be a powerhouse, and now they're just kind of a shit show. Yeah. Well, they haven't so, been really relevant in quite a long time. I mean, yeah. they had that one good season where uh, they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Colts, where we had a uh, a f- uh, former coworker <laughs> of ours that uh, the year the Colts and the Bears played in the Super Bowl. Uh, they played Miami, Florida in a downpour, and I remember our coworker of ours. Uh, we are we are in Ohio. He said he he watched the game, and then we always used to report to work at seven or eight o'clock in the morning during the week. And he came into work and said that he had went to the game, and he had basically pulled an all nighter to get home, which the math does not add up. No, but. No, we love the guy, but yeah, no, he was lying about that. Yeah, I I do not see the Bears going anywhere. I think uh, 
I think the Bears are going to be competing for the, the number one pick in the draft. Which, in my opinion, they don't need a quarterback, so probably offensive line. <laughs> well, this will be the year to trade uh, trade down if you can. Which, I mean, considering who's going to be in that class, there's a potential there's going to be a lot more uh, teams wanting to move up this this yeah. upcoming draft than there was last year when there wasn't like a that surefire or that high-end quarterback prospect coming out, so... Right, but um, so so yeah, I have I have Green Bay winning the division. Uh, I have Minnesota getting into the playoffs as a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the Lions being third with you know that close to or slightly above five hundred record, and then uh, the Bears bringing up the uh, the rear. I'm going Green Bay, Detroit. Oh, okay. Minnesota, Chicago. Nice. Little, little stunner in there. Yeah, Stone Cold Stunner. I'm going to give myself the the self-cheer here in a minute with, well, I've got to work in the morning so I can't go ham on the beer. But, yeah, I don't know. I just believe in MCDC, man. I believe in MCDC, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, the NFC South is our next division coming up. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this conf- or this division? Um. I think it's uh, it's got one of the worst teams in the league in it, um, but it also has one of the best teams. Mm-hmm. But, well, a team that has the greatest quarterback of all time, plus ridiculous amounts of weapons for him to throw to. Um, so yeah, Tampa Bay. What what can you say? I mean, it could be another Super Bowl run for them. Yeah, they um, uh, they do lose their coach. Bruce Arians stepped down. Um. Well, for a while there, Brady had retired, and then I think he realized, like, hey, I'm, I love, love my wife and kids, but man, this, this being at home with them for a month is too much for me. I got to come back. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm gonna play until I'm dead. But it makes you wonder though if there wasn't some kind of uh, behind the scenes struggle with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady because it seemed like once Arians stepped down, like or like. Brady comes back and then Arians is stepping down almost like immediately. Yeah, it was almost like it was forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they brought in Todd Bowles, who was the defensive coordinator. Uh, so there shouldn't be too much of a, a decline uh, coaching wise. Um, I think yeah, I think Tampa Bay with the amount of firepower they've got coming back, they haven't really lost many people. Uh, they did lose their starting center. They lost Ryan Jensen. Uh, fuck the first day of camp. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, what's funny is uh, Ryan Jensen was going to sign with Cincinnati. And then when Brady said he was coming out of retirement, the first phone call Tom Brady made was to Ryan Jensen to talk him into coming back. And, of course, he gets hurt. Yes, that shows you how important, you know, the center is to that team. Um, I know Godwin's hurt, uh, so he might be – I think he might be a couple – of. I might. I don't think he's coming back till October. Uh, still got Mike Evans. Still got a ton of weapons. Um, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady at this point. I mean, oh, yeah, it always is. <laughs> I mean, they were left for dead in that playoff game against the Rams last year, and if the defense could have made one stop, 
who's to say that we weren't seeing the Buccaneers and the Bengals in the Super Bowl last year, you know? Right. Yeah, and I I'd see – I'll tell you later, but I may foresee them in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Um. The, the order that I'm giving you the teams, like I'm, that I'm talking about the teams, is the order that I see them finishing in the division. I kind of – I kind of clued, uh, clued in on that kind of early, but yeah. Um, the Saints. I have the Saints next. Uh, defensively stout. Um, really, really good defensively. Uh, they still have Alvin Kamara on offense. Um, Could have Michael Thomas. Michael Tom- yeah, Michael Thomas is back. So, Added Chris Olave. That one-two punch of Ohio State, uh, you know, Olave being a downfield threat, mm-hmm. and then um, shit. Why did I just I just forgot his name. <laughs> we just talked about him. Just came back from injury. Who the the receiver? Oh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas catching everything within five yards of him. Um, yeah, I think that the Saints. Um, could be very, very dangerous on offense and defense this year. Uh, I still think that they finish second in the division, but I think they're going to be pretty dangerous this year. Mm-hmm. I I like I like the Saints too. I think the Saints are a legitimate playoff team. I would definitely rank them amongst the top teams in the league. I think the one big question mark, obviously, is uh, quarterback play. Uh, Jameis Winston is one of those guys, former number one draft pick, who has seemed to just be like just very inconsistent throughout his career. I mean, he led the league in, I believe he led the league in touchdowns his last year in Tampa Bay and also led the league in interceptions that year. Hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's kind of like <laughs> that, kind of like what Brett Favre did when he played. Well, the thing between the difference between Jameis and Brett Favre is Brett Favre has a lot more success on his side than Jameis Winston does too. That's true. I mean, I wasn't directly comparing him. I'm just saying that's, you know, you win some, you lose some with your quarterback like that. That is, that almost seems to be the motto of Jameis Winston is, yeah, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> um, I still think with everything coming back though, I still think that they, they have a good shot of making the playoffs. Like, I don't like them to make a deep run, but I. I do like them to get in. I think uh, considering how weak the NFC is this year, I think they're probably one of the five best teams in the conference. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Let me, let me take that back because I don't know why I'm completely zoned out. They have a good chance, but then I, I forget about the West. The NFC West is pretty strong too, but uh, we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Carolina Panthers? They uh, – Got a little bit of a quarterback change. Yeah, that uh, that fantastic, just amazing quarterback. I think, I think with him being healthy and him being pissed off that he uh, wasn't valued in Cleveland, I think Baker Mayfield may have a pretty good year. He always seems to do that. Um, whenever people doubt him, he gets better, mm-hmm. um, which sort of doesn't make sense because I doubted him every week in Cleveland and he never came through for me. Right. So, um, yeah, I think I think Carolina's in kind of a sort of a rebuild. Um, I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they'll be pretty decent this year, um, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think they're going to be third in their division. 
Yeah, I think uh, with the amount of uh, weapons Carolina has, I think this is the best quarterback they've had for them in a few years. Yeah, since um, shit. Uh, well, Cam Newton, obviously, would be Cam the last. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, Man, I am. I need to quit smoking so much weed. I can't fucking remember anybody's <laughs> name. I was say, oh, that's your, okay. I was gonna say, I thought my excuse was just I'm super tired all the time, but um, <laughs> they've got a ton of uh, ton of weapons on offense. It really depends on uh, the health of Christian McCaffrey. He seems to uh, start the season out and he ends up getting hurt, and missing huge chunks of the season. He missed almost all of 2020. I think he pretty much missed all but like two or three games last year. Yeah, and I mean, he's, if he's if he's healthy, he's one of the better players oh he's probably the in the nfc the biggest even. one of the the two or three biggest weapons in the game when he's healthy yeah. but when you're not on the field i mean it's pretty tough um they've got some good receivers defense was decent last year um i mean if mayfield is adequate i think they they're gonna be much better i i don't see him making the playoffs either but um that I, ought to be I think a, they're gonna i think they're gonna win their first game Oh, you think that? Well, I th- Cle- Cleveland has won, I think, one game in the last or since '99 on the opening day. Oh, okay. So. Um, if we would make this a, a straight gambling show, <laughs> Lucas right now is calling uh, or Carolina would points. Why is he getting minus three fifty? Three and a half. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, that takes us to the. Contender for the worst team in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, uh, they're just honestly they're they're blowing the whole thing up and starting over again, which probably um, for them is good. Yeah, they got rid of their franchise quarterback that he's been there fuck long time. I think he's been yeah he was thirteen fourteen fifteen years somewhere in that neighborhood. He was very good for him, uh, but you know it kind of the writing was kind of on the wall when Julio Jones when he got – he started to progressively get worse and then they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just – it's it's a total rebuild. I don't – I think that between them and the Giants, uh, they have – and uh, the Bears, they all have the opportunity to get the number one draft pick, which actually wouldn't be bad for them because they are going to need a quarterback. Well, I think and, that the, the Falcons are uh... – like a lot of teams were actually pretty high on Desmond Ritter. He was the second quarterback to get drafted this year. Was he the second or was he? Yeah, he was the second quarterback to go this year in the draft. Was he? Mm-hmm. I I seen Ritter play. Um, obviously, being in Ohio, see him a little bit more than you know some other folks. But I I'm not convinced. I think he's a college quarterback. Yeah, I mean I. I know a lot of times with uh, the weak quarterback classes, they seem to, like, a lot of these GMs will try to find ways to make the marginal prospects better in the scouting yeah. reports. I think he could be a solid hand, but I think if Atlanta finishes one or two, they're, I mean, I think they would be silly not to take Young or Stroud when they come out. I think that'd be, you know, silly – I've seen dumber things, but I, God, I, I would not pass up one of them too if you had the chance to take them. Yeah, because those guys look like they have the potential to be just, you know, a, a franchise quarterback for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, that takes us to – so, uh, real quick, so you're going Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. Yes. That's what I got to, so. Um, takes us to the last uh, division in the NFC, the NFC West, which is by far the strongest division in the conference, and I would dare say that's probably the – I think it's the third best division in the uh, the NFL. I – the AFC West obviously is number one. I kind of like the AFC North because I think a- I AFC North is always ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> I think they're legitimately there are two Super Bowl contenders coming out of this division. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I'll let you lead off. Uh, what are you thinking about the uh, NFC West? Uh, so Rams, 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 Rams. Okay. Um, they they look to be as strong, if not stronger, this year. The only real question mark is the uh, the tendonitis in Matt Stafford's arm and his elbow. That could creep up and be a problem, but they got shots for that, shots and pills for that. Who cares about all that, right? Just loading you up on Tordal, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Rams are probably one of the better teams in the NFC mm-hmm. overall. Um, yeah, so I, I think they've gotten even better than last year. Okay. Uh, for my second team, uh, I think it's probably – man, I, I had a lot of trouble with this. I did not list these ones in order when I wrote it because I, I started with them first. So I, I'm between the Niners and the Cardinals – uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Niners uh, as the second best team in the division. Uh, it really just it really depends on Trey Lance, uh, what he does with his arm and his legs. Uh, I read a thing that said that people are expecting him to be uh, Lamar Jackson with an arm, mm-hmm. so that's very high praise. I don't know enough about Trey Lance to really comment not on a that, lot of people so. do he came from was that north dakota state yeah i played a handful They're of games football, before he got drafted football powerhouse though yeah produced two nfl starting quarterbacks right now so you know he has the potential uh and i think it really just it really rests on him um well what yeah, i think sorry, to be, uh, i didn't mean to catch up but i find to be interesting with trey lanso is a restructured jimmy garoppolo's contract so now they've got him as a potential backup in case Trey Lance struggles. And for those of you with a short-term memory, which, hey, present company included, Jimmy Garoppolo led this same team to the NFC title game last year. Yeah, <laughs> and they're trying to, and they were trying to get rid of him. That's the, that's insane. That blew my mind that they couldn't like one of these quarterback needy teams did not take. I guess. Well, uh, I don't know if you read the story, but uh, he delayed his shoulder surgery to avoid getting traded. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with him was his contract is like $21 million. Yeah, if uh, he would have been on the uh, starting roster, I think if, if it would have been this weekend, the $21 million would have been guaranteed. So, yeah, I think that was what held back a lot of teams. There was a big rumor that he was going to go to Cleveland, mm-hmm. that Cleveland was working really hard to get him, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. 
because uh, they didn't want to eat all of that money. Because he's once Deshaun Watson comes back, Jimmy G is going to be a backup, and that's $21 million is a hell of a penny to pay for a backup quarterback. Right. So. Well, I mean, they had the cap space to absorb that just for, on a one-year basis anyways. But I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think they should have went full force for him. Mm-hmm. They have the team besides a quarterback to make a run, but we've already talked about them. So, right. um, yeah, so I I see the Niners, and then after that I see the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know a lot about the Car- Cardinals. I know that uh, Kyler Murray was really good at first, and then – they kind of trailed off. Uh, injuries really hit him, and also he's like five foot three, so he looks like a little child out there running around trying to throw the ball. Uh, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if he had one of the most amounts of batted down balls in the league. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know a lot about the Cardinals. I do know that they do have a lot of offensive talent. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know a lot about their defense. I know they have uh, JJ Watt. Uh, I believe they they lost. Uh, did Jones play for them? Still, or was that Chan- a couple years ago? Chandler, Chandler yeah. Jones. Yeah, uh, he did play for him, but he's with Oakland now. Okay, he was yeah, the other so big. Did, he was the other big acquisition that Oakland got, or not from, Oakland, but uh, Las Vegas. Another habit I have had trouble Oakland, breaking is calling. Enough. Yeah. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. So, he did come from Arizona, correct? Yeah. Okay. See, I, I know things. It's amazing. <laughs> I, know, I, I, can see the, I can see the look on your face. You're shocked. Yeah. I, but, um, yeah, I, I just I, – I don't know enough about Arizona besides their offensive talent. Mm-hmm. And then I have Seattle, who is also in a rebuild. Yeah, I think Seattle, though, just doesn't want to cop to it, though. They seem like to be on a slow decline. And that they are one of those teams that I, I was sh- surprised they didn't try to make a run at a quarterback. Because, I mean, personally, I wouldn't feel comfortable with either Drew Locke or Geno Smith as my starting QB. But apparently, I don't know, watching Pete Carroll at practice last week, though, fuck, put him behind center. He was whipping the ball around like fucking Joe Montana, if you've seen that video. <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Did you see that video of Pete Carroll at practice? I did not. I'll, I'll, I'll have, have to look to it send, up. Remind me to send it to you. Yeah, he's like in practice. He's like takes the snap, and he's like kind of running around. He's like fucking winging the ball around practice. <laughs> fucking 70 years old, man. Oh, I'm pr- I, I have no doubts that that man through the 80s probably did it an ungodly amount of cocaine. I wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. I think they're just, like you said, they're slowly declining. They don't, it's one of those things like, (laughs) this is kind of a bad analogy, but when somebody gets hit by a car and they get pinned to a tree and they're dead, but they don't like your, their body doesn't know it yet. (laughs) They're slowly dying. You could have come up with a better analogy than that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the best I got. Yeah, like when you said that, it made me think of that scene in Signs when Mel Gibson's flashing back and his wife, he's talking to her. Yeah, M. Night exactly. Shyamalan killed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She got pinned to a tree. 
and she's talking like nothing's wrong, and then Mel Gibson knows she's dying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think this is a toss-up. I'm kind of with you, though. I think the Rams are going to win the West. I think they just have too much. Um, I mean, they I th- think they got the perfect quarterback for Sean McVay's system and Matt Stafford. He's got Cooper Cup. They added Allen Robinson to the mix this year. Uh, they should be getting uh, Cam Atkin or Cam Akers back at running back, so that should help too. Uh, still got the best defensive player in the game, anchoring the defensive line. Even though he's trying to kill people with helmets and gets no kind of punishment. Yeah. Well, I mean, just imagine if he would have been playing for Cleveland. He probably would have been. How long was that Miles Garrett suspension when he damn near killed Mason? Uh, I think it was was it twelve games? Was it? Yeah. It was a lot. It was it was quite a few. It was an indefinite suspension. Mm. I can't remember when they let him come back. I know he missed like the last six games, I think, and then maybe the first six of the next season. Yeah. Um. I personally like the 49ers. I think they, the 49ers, I think, have a legitimate chance to be the champion of the NFC. I really think they're that good. Uh, I think basically for them it boils down to people staying healthy. I mean, they got a top-tier weapon in Debo Samuel. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was a revelation running back last year. Still got the defense. Um, And then uh, with Arizona – it's it's hard to get sold on Arizona, man. It's two years in a row they've started out looking like the best team in the NFL, and then they just hit this midseason swoon, and they just can't seem to bring themselves out of it. Aren't they? Didn't they start off like they were at least eight and zero? Were they like twelve and zero or something? No, they weren't quite that good. But Kyler Murray got hurt, and then they just kind of after even after he came back, they just weren't the same team. And the same thing happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, they've got a ton of talent around, like on both sides of the ball where I think they could be competitive. Um, I think they could be one of those teams that could either, I think they could either win the West or they could be one of those teams that like they're out of the playoff hunt by like week 14 or 15. Yeah. They're, they're hard to predict. Yeah. And I mean, I think if you look at them on paper, I think they're easily one of the, like they're one of the playoff teams in the NFC for sure, but I just I don't know. Like I, I need to see. I need to see consistency out of them because I personally think if they miss the playoffs this year, Cliff Kingsbury, as innovative as he's been on offense, I think Cliff Kingsbury gets shit canned if they don't make the playoffs this year. I think he would have gotten it last year, but I think somebody, Somebody thought, like, man, this dude is too cool for school. I don't know if you've ever seen Cliff Kingsbury cut an interview, but that, man, that dude is, like, straight out of Ocean's Eleven cool. But um, <laughs> And then uh, with Seattle, I don't really see Seattle. I think Seattle is one of those teams that they could be one of those uh, those teams that spoils somebody's playoff run. I was a little confused by why they don't want to just – say, okay, we're going to rebuild. And I don't understand what they their thinking is putting this team together. They had an opportunity to trade. I mean, I, there was rumors they were going to trade DK Metcalf, but it never come to fruition. But I think they could have gotten, with the way receivers were getting traded this year, I think they could have gotten a, a nice substantial haul for DK Metcalf. 
who I'm still angry at this day that Dallas didn't draft him a couple of years ago <laughs> when they had an opportunity to. Yeah. Instead, they took Michael Gallup. Still infuriates me to this day. Um, but yeah, I don't really see Seattle going anywhere. So um, yeah, I, I don't either. I it just yeah, like I said, they're pinned against a tree. So I'm going to go. Um, Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seahawks, and that's how Rams, 49ers. Yeah, that's how okay. I have it as well. All right. So we're in agreement there. Um, who's your playoff teams? Who are your seven? All right. So in the AFC, my division winners, uh, I don't know if you saw that on that that very long note I sent you. I have it charted. So uh, my division winners, I have the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and Cincinnati. And then for my wild cards, I have – uh, the Ravens, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Okay. And then, uh, okay, for the uh, – sorry, I'm just grabbing your notes here as well so I can look at it. Man, yeah, I'm looking at this. You brought broke it down in the fucking brackets and everything. Um, I think for for me, I think my, my winners were the same. Um, I think – damn, what did I have as my wild card? Because I was doing some more digging after this, too. And, uh, yeah, for the, the division winners, I'm going Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, the Colts, and then the Chargers. And I think my wild card teams were the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. Yep. That's not, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, and then uh, the NFC for me, I'm taking uh, my division winners are the Cowboys the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Rams. Wildcard teams are the Eagles, the 49ers. And I think it really boils down to the Saints or the Cardinals. Uh, so who, who do you think? Just because I kind of know what we're getting, even though Saints, which we failed to mention, they've got a new head coach this year too, Sean Payton stepped down. So they – they're going with a new head coach, too. Uh, I'm going the Cardinals. All right. I, th- I think if – I think the Cardinals are more talented on both sides of the ball than the Saints. Uh, I'll take my chances with Kyler Murray over Jameis Winston, so I'm going to go to the Cardinals. I have pretty much the same teams you do, but I have the Saints instead of the Cardinals. Okay. So – yeah, I have the Rams, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Packers, Niners, Saints, and Eagles. All right. Now, I know we did an episode when we uh, first came back, and I believe my picks for the Super Bowl were the Bills and the Buccaneers. And I didn't get a chance to listen back to the episode. Who did you – I can't remember who you have, but I, – I think I said the Chiefs and the Rams, maybe. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh in this uh, fast-paced, what have you done for me lately culture, no one gives a shit about May. So That's true. So we're in the here and now. Um, so we'll start making some wild predictions here uh, towards the end of the episode. Who is your Super Bowl and who wins? So my Super Bowl is actually the Buccaneers and the Chargers. 
Oh, okay. Why and those two teams? Char- uh, well, I think, I think just because Tom Brady and the offensive power that he has, I think the Buccaneers can outscore everybody. Um, and then the Chargers, I just think, are just a complete team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have the Chargers winning it. Okay. Brandon Staley taking home the Lombardi in his second year. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I think I'm sticking with my pick in the AFC. I think Buffalo's due. I think I still think they're the best team in the AFC. Uh, solid defense. Josh Allen's a difference maker. They're one of the, the teams that didn't lose anything but got better. Uh, some of their younger guys are emerging this year. I guess it really depends on how much Dayball leaving hurts, but they actually have Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator now, and he was the quarterback's coach for the Bills, so he's actually just as responsible for Josh Allen's development as anybody. So I'm taking taking the Bills. NFC, I wanted to go with the Rams, but I know how hard it is in today's NFL to repeat. And I solely for that, I don't see the Rams getting back, although I think they're the best team. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to pick as my Super Bowl. I'm taking the Bills versus the 49ers with the Bills winning the Super Bowl. You know, as a uh, as a Cleveland fan, um, I know how much these uh, Lake Erie teams fans suffer. So uh, the Bills fan base is just as rabid and uh, just as great. They deserve they deserve a Super Bowl. They also deserve a new stadium, but yeah, you know, that's another story. Yeah, Buffalo is one of those teams that I could have easily. Um. I could see myself if I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I that would probably be my team would be the Bills. Just because I like their blue collar, you know, roll your sleeves up and get to work type of mentality. Um, but I unfortunately was uh, seduced by the dark side, the, the star. <laughs> so I, I root for the Cowboys as much as they piss me off on a year-to-year basis. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Bills, 49ers. Bills win their first Super Bowl. And then we have the Josh Allen coronation of him being the man in the NFL. He's also my pick for the MVP this year. He is my MVP. Okay. Yeah, Not I in the Super Bowl for me, but still winning the MVP. Yeah, uh, I just think I think this is the year where everything comes together for the Bills. So um, I think before we wrap this up, um. I think we've kind of made a couple bold predictions here on the show, but what's one crazy bold prediction that would come solely from you, not from like what you'd read in a magazine? Uh, That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, TJ Watt from the Steelers is going to win defensive player of the year. That's not really a hot take, though. He could have easily won that last year, though. But he didn't. But he had a legitimate – it's not really a, like a, a wild take. Okay, uh, let, let me let me begin. Okay. <laughs> I, I predict 
that hmm. I just want a wild take. Okay. I got one. Um, the Carolina Panthers are much better than we advertise. I think they can they earn the hunt for a playoff spot late into the season. I'm talking like week 16, 17. They're in there towards the end. Um, I predict that the Jaguars are going to win at least eight games this year. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I that That's what I'm talking about. T.J. Watt winning defensive player of the year is like – it's pretty much between Aaron Donald and T.J. Watt. So, it's like, okay, I'm just <laughs> – wild prediction. Aaron Donald doesn't win this year. We'll give it to somebody else. Hey, that's a that's a hot take. All right, man. Well, hey, before we uh, we wrap up our special two part episode, anything you want to add? Uh, no. Um, I'm looking forward to the season, even though my team is going to be in the shitter again. Um, I think I might watch a little bit more football than I had previously. You know, being a stay at home dad, I have more time to watch football. You should invest in that four ninety nine uh, NFL thing where you can watch games on the go. Like you can watch the rewinds and stuff. Yeah. If I, I might do that, I might I might talk my mom into Sunday ticket again. Oh, there you go. Even better. I'm. I just invest in the red zone. I'm waiting for uh, one of the streamers, which I think is going to happen. I'm waiting for one of them to get NFL Sunday ticket and just drop it on you there. Know, it's crazy to me that. Amazon doesn't like just drop seven, eight billion just to get it or Apple. They're fucking playing with house money. Come on now. Like Apple well has more money than the United States government. Well that that's uh Apple and Amazon are the two front runners to be getting the Sunday ticket next year. I know, I'm just saying I'm surprised one of them didn't just like Well they can't fuck they, it. Here's here's they, the highball. Well, they still have a deal in place with DirecTV. This is the last year DirecTV has it. So, I mean, you can't really go in and negotiate. Like, the NFL doesn't operate like that. Plus, <laughs> I, plus, bet you, I bet you they do. Well, no, I mean, why negotiate now when when the contract's over, you can get these entities in a, a bidding war and raise the price even further? Yeah. I Here's another hot take. I think that the, the Sunday ticket is no longer going to have blackouts. And I think that Apple is going to get it, and I think they're going to spend $8 billion to get it, $8 billion a year. Okay. Well, we'll find out come, uh, was that February or March when, I don't, I don't know, the TV. Probably March because the Super Bowl, you know. I remember they when probably the. probably won't until the season's over. I remember when the, uh, the NFL TV rights would be, they would both come up at the same time, and it, like, one like they're basically you'd have your NFC package, your AFC package, and then somebody's bidding for the Sunday night and the Monday night games. Yeah, that's it. Now I guess apparently they're not they're not doing that anymore. Where one network will have the NFC and one network will have the AFC. It's just like Fox will have you know the Bengals and the Ravens, the Forty ers and the Seahawks, and then you know. They're just going to be intermixing with one another now, so that's going to be a little weird too. But 
It will be. Yep. Well, I don't have anything else to add. So uh, this was fun. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I think uh, I know I'm super excited for the NFL season. Uh, this episode should be dropping. We are recording on a Wednesday night. We should be dropping this on Thursday evening. So Which that, will be one week before the season starts. Yep. So plenty of time to listen to our uh, two-part preview, laugh at how silly we sound, trying to sound like we know what we're talking about, or maybe you think that we've offered some insight into the season. So, but either way, check us out. Absolutely, we're right. the we're the best at the worst. Yep, we are the best worst podcast on the internet. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors. And until next week, we will talk to you guys later. And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.